In this episode of Comments Over Coffee, we're talking about if you should put your content on other platforms outside of YouTube and if you should delete bad comments or not. So grab your cup, tumbler, or mug because we're starting right now. Welcome to Comments Over Coffee, where you'll learn how to get better at YouTube and online video over a cup of coffee. Pour a cup for your host, Nick Nimmin. If this is your first time here, I want to let you know that the comments that you are listening to, the things that we answer here on the show, um, they're pulled from my YouTube channel or other YouTube communities online or from the submission form on the Comments Over Coffee website. So if you have a question about what you're doing on YouTube, you can submit yours at commentsovercoffee.com. And as long as I haven't answered it already, I will put it in the queue. Now, real quick, before we get into this show, I just want to have a quick moment to say that I just got back from an extended trip in the U.S. I went to VidSummit, which is a video conference for content creators. It's basically people that are serious about doing things on YouTube. It was an amazing experience, as it is every single year. My brother D and I got to share a stage, which was fantastic. We basically talked about how to use YouTube's built-in traffic to amplify everything that's happening on your channel with the traffic that you're currently getting and how to basically trigger some things to accelerate what is actually happening on your YouTube channel as well. You can get the replays for that at vidsummit.com. Um, of course, you know, there you could go through like an affiliate link and things like that, which would be great. But just to be honest with you, like I don't care if you go through an affiliate link, there's a lot of really good information shared. And I just want to bring it to your attention and let you know that you can go to vidsummit.com and you can download the replays for this. It is a paid thing. Um, I think it's like 100 or $200, but it is absolutely worth it. So I just wanted to bring that to your attention if you're not familiar with it, but I can say it was just really cool because when I go to these conferences, especially VidSummit, it's really cool to be able to share what it is that you know with other people and be able to actually, you know, sit there and have conversations with people one-on-one and talk about, you know, the problems that they are having specifically on their YouTube channels and things like that. It's really cool. And in addition to that, it's also really cool to be able to just connect with other people that are doing what you do because I know a lot of content creators You know, we sit in these environments and we do this stuff out of our homes or out of our offices or whatever the environment happens to be, or even, you know, out in the world, but a lot of us do it solo. And because of that, it's difficult to, you know, just be around other people and share insights of what it is that you're going through as a content creator and, you know, get some of your questions answered and ask questions to other people that are doing similar things that you're doing. So, I definitely recommend that you pick up the VidSummit replays. I also want to encourage you to get out there and start going to some of these conferences in person because they are incredible. I really recommend VidSummit. It's not happening again until next year, but I really recommend VidSummit. Um, It is the conference that, for me personally, um, has made the biggest impact on me in terms of just the information that I've picked up there, conversations, the networking, the connections that I've made via going to Bid Summit. So I just wanted to bring that to your attention and just say that if you can't get to something like that, again, as a content creator, it's really important to surround yourself with other people that are doing similar things just so you have that support group. So at the very least, if you can't get to a conference like that, I encourage you to start maybe a local meetup so that you can basically be that person that takes the initiative and says, hey, I'm gonna start a little local meetup to where maybe we meet at a coffee shop once a week or once a month. And we basically talk about what is happening on our YouTube channels because having that support group is really important and it's really, really comforting and really encouraging for the longevity of your 
YouTube career because, you know, when you're doing all this stuff yourself, sometimes it can get a little bit lonely. Sometimes it can get a little bit discouraging as well when you don't have other people to uh, share the information with. So I really encourage you to do that. So our first question today, let's get into the content because I know that's what you're here for. Um, Our first question today, it actually came from the submission form on the website. And unfortunately, I just realized as I was pulling some of these in that through the submission form on the website, unfortunately, the name field and the YouTube channel field is not working. So I am correcting it literally right after I record this episode. So if you are one of the people that asked the questions that I'm getting ready to talk about, make sure that you just shoot me um, an email, you know, another reply to that email, because I told you that I was going to be making your question into an episode. So definitely shoot me an email. Let me know that it was you just so that I can make sure that I give you a shout out and I give you the proper credit in a future episode. So the question is, I run a small channel and I'm wondering if it's a good idea to upload videos later on sites other than YouTube. I'm wanting to do this just in case if YouTube ends up failing. I was wondering what your thoughts are on this and have a wonderful rest of your day. So you also have a wonderful rest of your day and thank you for the comments. So my thoughts on uploading to other platforms is absolutely, you know, if you have it within your time, like if, you know, cause we all have like a certain amount of time in the day and depending on how busy you are with other things, if you have the time to upload to other platforms, upload your videos, to other platforms, absolutely. There's no reason that you shouldn't do it. And the reason for that is because not just YouTube, you know, going under, not just, you know, if your channel gets deleted or something like that, but more importantly, at a, at a higher level, it's more important because you are basically expanding what it is that you're doing and you're expanding the awareness of what it is that you're doing across all of these other platforms. So because of that, you're actually able to leverage these other platforms to bring attention to what it is that you're doing, regardless of where it is that you're doing it. So I know a lot of content creators will think, well, if I share it on Facebook or if I share it on LinkedIn or if I share it on Twitter or any of these other sites, I'm not getting the ad revenue from it and I want to get that ad revenue, which is totally cool. Totally get it. Totally understand. However, if you get people used to consuming your content and you get people used to liking what it is that you're doing, you'll be able to monetize. You'll be able to monetize whatever platform it is that you are getting that attention on. You might not be able to monetize it directly through ads. However, you can monetize it through promoting things as an affiliate. You can monetize it through brand sponsorships and just doing general collaborations with people that want to get in front of your audience. So because of that, it can be really advantageous to absolutely upload your content elsewhere and not just uploading your content elsewhere, but it's also good to pick, you know, the platforms that you enjoy and just start being active on those platforms. And the reason that's important is because in the event that your channel does go down, you do have that other base on these other platforms that you can tap into where you can spread awareness that, hey, I'm in this new spot now or whatever it happens to be. But in addition to that, you are just expanding your brand. You're expanding people's awareness of you. And by using the platforms that you're already on and that you're already interacting on and that you're already interested in, you are just giving yourself one more platform, one more place to share whatever it is that you're doing, whatever message it is that you're trying to share, whatever skills it is that you're trying to bring attention to, whatever it is that you're doing, you have more platforms and more places that you will be able to share that message, that you'll be able to get your content, what it is that you're doing, and the awareness about you in front of a lot more people. So before we get into the next comment, a quick word from our sponsor. 
TuberTools.com has professionally designed thumbnail templates, graphics that remind your viewers to subscribe to your channel, end screen graphics, channel art, motion transitions, and more to help you level up your presence on YouTube. Save 20% on your membership by going to TuberTools.com forward slash coffee or using the promo code COFFEE if you make a purchase from our store. Get everything you need for your YouTube channel at TuberTools.com. This second question is also from the submission form. And again, if you are the person that left this, please reply to the email that I sent you. And um, so I can make sure that I give you credit in a future episode. But the question here is, if you receive an inappropriate comment, is it better to hide it rather than delete it since all comments are interaction? As an example, sub for sub. So here are my thoughts on this. So when it comes to your comment section, of course, comments are interaction. You know, getting those comments coming in are fantastic because it shows activity on your channel, shows people are interested in what it is that you're doing. However, when people are dropping sub for sub comments or they're dropping comments that are hateful or they're negative in some way, and by negative, let me just clarify that. I don't mean opposing opinions, but if they're dropping comments that are negative in terms of they're attacking other people in your community or they just have a negative tone in general, what I encourage you to do is just go a little bit wider and how you're thinking about it. And instead of thinking, hey, how is YouTube going to respond to this comment? Think of it in terms of for the community I'm trying to build, does this comment fit into that type of community that I'm trying to build, that I'm trying to create or that I've created already? So as an example, with me, one thing that I, that I like to do on my comments and the comments of anybody that I work with is I really like to encourage positivity because having my comments be a dumpster fire doesn't benefit anybody, right? All it does is just give food to the trolls that are in the comments and that are leaving negative comments. Um, if it's an opposing comment, no problem at all because that's there for discussion and everybody has the right to share an opinion. But if that opinion doesn't add any type of value, then in that particular case, what for what I'm trying to build in terms of keeping everything positive and just keeping an uplifting community going and an encouraging community going, negative comments that are attacking other people, attacking me, attacking the platform as a whole, anything like that, those are just not welcome on my channel because those don't fit into what it is that I'm trying to build. So another thing with this is, let's say that you have somebody come into your comments because let's just call it what it is. There's people in the world that just look at everything in a negative way. There's people in the world that it doesn't matter what you say, it doesn't matter how you try to help, it doesn't matter what it is that you're doing, they're going to come in and they're going to have something negative to say about it. That's just the world. It's how it is. It's the world that we live in. So one thing that you can do to try to avoid making it okay for those people leaving comments is when you keep your comment section clean and you're removing those sub for sub comments, which I know, you know, we all get them. They're all annoying. But when you are removing those, then you are basically making it not okay. So if somebody comes in your comments, they're looking for other people that are doing sub for sub so they can get an extra subscriber that isn't going to be engaged in their content when they're looking for that and they don't see it, then they'll be less likely to actually leave one. Or maybe they'll be that first person to leave one, but then they'll quickly either get hammered on by your community or you can just see it and you can remove it because it's not welcome there. Another thing is with the negative people that come in right? For those people that I was talking about a second ago with a negative mindset, regardless of what it is that they're doing, for those people, the same exact thing applies. You know, if they go into your comment section and they see negativity, then it's like, oh, great. Here's negativity. Let's jump on this. Let's, let's see if we can, you know, amplify this because this feeds into 
that negative loop that I'm in personally, right? So then that creates just more negativity in your comments when you leave those comments and you make it okay for people to attack other people in your community or for people to attack you or to attack whatever it is that you happen to be talking about. So again, not opposing, but just negative in terms of, you know, just a negative tone to what it is that they're doing that doesn't add value to the conversation. So the thing that I want you to consider here is basically if it adds to the conversation, keep it. If it doesn't add to the conversation, then delete it. Because when it comes to your comment section, in my opinion, it's really important just to think of the thing that you're trying to accomplish and the community that you're trying to build and the experience that other content creators are going to have when they are going through your comments. You know, like when I go into a comment section and I see a bunch of just negative, horrible stuff, it, me personally, it reflects bad on the creator because I look at that creator and I'm like, wow, I can't even believe that they're letting this type of thing go on in their comment section because there's kids on YouTube. There's other people on YouTube. And even though, you know, we, it's not our job to be the protectors, so to speak, it is our job to build our community into something that represents us in the way that we want to be represented. So, you know, I'm sure other people are going to have opposing thoughts on this because, you know, people always have different ways of looking at, you know, extreme language and hate comments and that sort of thing. But for me, where I stand, I really just try to keep everything positive because I want to foster positivity and encouragement and people being uplifted and people helping each other out and that sort of thing. And I do not want to foster, even for a day, people coming in and leaving bad comments and negativity on my YouTube channel because that's not the community I'm wanting to build. And in addition to that, you have the brand side of things, right? Let's say that you're working with um, somebody. Let's say that you have a fashion channel and you have this opportunity to work with a big brand and they start looking into your content and they start seeing, you know, how you manage your community, right? Because that's part of the deal with YouTube. You have a community and you have to manage that community in some way. You have to take that responsibility. And let's say that you have that fashion channel. You have this opportunity to work with this big brand. And it's like, hey, this is the opportunity I've been looking for. And then you find out that they go into your comment section and they, they see like all this just mess, horrible dumpster fire of just terrible comments and people talking bad about the brand that you are you know, going to be working with and that sort of thing. You know, just keep those sort of things in mind in terms of how it reflects on you and how you're managing your community. Now, here's a little tip. On the side of like sub for sub comments, bad language, things like that, inside of your YouTube settings, if you are in the Creator Studio beta, you can just go down to your settings, which is in the bottom left-hand side of the menu. If you are on a computer, if you go into that section, you are going to see an option for community settings. And if you go in there, you're actually going to see something called a blocked words list. And most likely it's going to be blank when you go in there. But you can actually put words like sub for sub, subscribe. You can put all the obscenities, you know, all the bad words that you can think of in your brain. You can sit there and run yourself through that exercise <laughs> and have fun doing it, I guess. But you can run yourself through that exercise as well and just come up with all of the, you know, bad words and things like that that, um, that you can think of for the sake of people uh, attacking. If you have things on your channel or things about your personality or things about your appearance that you get commented on about and they make you feel bad. You can also add those in there to where you're like, hey, I don't even want to see these. And then what happens is once you add those words to the blocked words list inside of YouTube, then YouTube is going to start auto-moderating for you. I mean, they're already doing that a little bit, but a lot of stuff slips through. But they're going to start auto-moderating for you. And anytime somebody leaves a comment with those words in it, it's going to default into the held for review area in your comment section. And once it defaults into that held for review area, then as long as you don't go into the held for review area, which you don't have to, there's no need to, 
then in that particular case, then you're not even going to see it. They're going to leave the comment. It's going to bypass the public view, and it's just going to go right into there, and then nobody's going to see it. So that's my thought on that. I hope that that added some value to you in some way. I would like to invite you to give a written review on your favorite podcasting platform of choice. That helps me get in front of more people because basically as people are leaving these written reviews, one, it helps other people see that there's some activity happening on the show. In addition to that, it also helps the other podcasting platforms promote you more. So if you have some thoughts on this, good or bad, I just want your opinion. But if you have some thoughts on this, definitely make sure that you leave a written review on your favorite podcasting platform of choice. And I hope you learned something today. Thanks for having a coffee with me. Get show notes, resources, and more over at commentsovercoffee.com or grab yourself a refill and listen to another episode.